Welcome to the Cheer.fm podcast, Ask Salt Spring Answered. After many Ask Salt Spring events, we sit down in our studio with Gail Baker's guests and review some of the key points discussed. Welcome to episode 8 of Ask Salt Spring Answered. This is a continuation of the LCC election candidates and Damien Inwood interviews Brian Webster. Okay, I'm here with uh, Brian Webster, who is one of the candidates for the local community council. And we've just sat in a two-hour uh, all-candidates meeting with, I think, 10 of the f 15 candidates uh, to discuss the various issues in the upcoming election on May 27th. Hi, Brian. Hi. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, welcome to the studio here. So, um, first of all, could you just tell me a bit about your background, just for the voters? Sure. I'm a farmer on Salt Spring. I've uh, been... Uh, growing apples here since 2011, so pretty much bang on the 12th anniversary of coming to Salt Spring. Before that, I lived in uh, the Victoria area and worked as a consultant for many years in uh, communications, uh, writing, editing, that sort of thing, um, mostly for governments. And so coming to Salt Spring was a big change for me. We planted a 3,500 tree certified organic apple orchard and uh, opened a, a cidery a few years ago as well. And um, I've uh, been busy with that and with uh, participating in uh, local governance related initiatives. Um, and so the local community commission is really uh, a culmination of my uh, volunteer involvement in trying to um, push for some enhancements to how we do local government here on Salt Spring. Great, and uh, <clears throat> I think you said that uh, your experience on the Parks and Rec Commission, um, I think you said seven years on that's the commission, right. uh, means that you know that's one of your uh, probably your your pet uh, subjects as far as as far as areas of the LCC that you would be uh, involved in, and uh, you talked about the Harbour Walk as being a, a priority for you. Just explain that to me a little bit more as to what you could do to get that project going yeah uh the the project is actually really well positioned to get going so in a sense it'll almost look like a a big win for whoever is elected to the lcc um because uh things will be able to get underway relatively quickly there's um design work that's already happening at this point and once the design work is done the statutory right away that actually makes it legally possible uh, to build the uh, entire harbor walk um, uh, will become available. And so really the, the biggest challenge is one will be to keep those processes going and through to completion and two, to uh, come up with the funds to actually do the construction of the harbor walk. And so that'll be a big task and uh, certainly hope that there will be significant support both from the community and from uh, the uh, higher levels of government uh, in terms of helping pay for the project. Uh, I think it's very uh, achievable, and uh, there's every reason to believe that that project should finally, after the decades of waiting, uh, should be able to move forward in a pretty timely way. Now, I, I guess um, funding for that would come from the provincial government and from the CRD's general pool rather than directly from taxpayers on Salt Spring. 
Uh, CRD doesn't really have a general pool for projects like this, so probably not from there. Provincial government, of course, does um, make available capital funding to local governments on a fairly regular basis, uh, as does the federal government. So there are good prospects there. Uh, there's also the possibility if that plus uh, privately raised funds uh, aren't sufficient, uh, theoretically, at least, uh, an initiative could be taken to the voters to approve borrowing uh, to be able to top up the budget and be able to complete it. And it would be interesting, given the high level of support that there is in the community, to see whether there would be openness to doing that, because obviously that would involve a, at least a marginal increase in property taxes to be able to do it. Um, it's, uh, it's too early at this point to say how many dollars could potentially come from which source. But those are the kinds of questions that I think will be on the table pretty fast with the design work being done, the, or soon being done, and the right away necessary to actually go ahead and do it uh, being something that uh, should be achievable in, you know, in a matter of months, not years. Um, uh, you would think that the, uh, okay, so, uh, how much is it going to cost and how are we going to pay for it? Those questions should become pretty clear uh, relatively soon. So we might be facing a referendum on this issue at some point uh, in in a future election. I well, guess. theoretically, that's possible. I mean, personally, I'd be thrilled if the combination of um, uh, community fundraising and funds from uh, the other levels of government covered the, the full cost of it. I don't know if that's realistic. Um, I, I've heard that there are uh, folks in the community who are really enthusiastic about the project and there may be some significant private donors out there who may uh, contribute to it. The more of that there is, the less requirement there would uh, need to be looking to the local taxpayers. Okay, and is there anything else you're particularly passionate about and is an issue at the front of your mind in this coming uh coming election? Yeah, there are lots of issues, some of them within the realm of, of the uh, Parks and Recreation uh, area that you mentioned, and uh, many of them outside of it. Um, you've probably noticed, I think every single candidate is talking about housing. And yeah. uh, while it's not explicitly included within the areas of responsibility of the LCC at the moment, it is quite clearly, if indirectly, in the responsibility the LCC has for economic sustainability or economic development. Uh, so that um, is sort of a, an, an entryway right off the top for us to be uh, talking about it from the start. I also favor establishing a new service specifically for housing so that there would be uh, some ongoing funding available um, uh, so that we could identify an organization on the island to take the lead on housing, to pull together all the many other agencies that are involved with housing uh, currently or may uh, get involved in the future and show some leadership in pushing it forward. And so I think that is uh, a very high priority. So would that be a housing authority? We talked about that at some previous Ask yeah. Salt Spring meetings. Uh, not necessarily a housing authority. It could be but uh, it doesn't have to be. It could be a, a, a registered nonprofit that has good community representation um, that, that took the lead. I think the decision on that is something that should be made um, 
in consultation with the, the folks who are involved in the housing uh, sector and issues on the island right now. So I don't want to prejudge it. Uh, I know there are some uh, people who are in favor of a housing authority, some people who uh, want to model a Salt Spring Housing Authority on what's happened in uh, Whistler, where they've had a housing authority for uh, quite a number of years. Uh, our community is quite different from, from Whistler. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that you could just look directly at what they're doing and say we should do exactly that. But I think uh, the example of what's happening there, the examples of what's happening in Couch and Valley, for example, where there is a nonprofit that is funded through the regional district to take leadership on housing. Those kind of examples um, definitely should be on the table. And then we can figure out a real sort of made in Salt Spring uh, approach, um, looking at the good work that's being done elsewhere, and then factoring in the unique uh, aspects of Salt Spring to come up with, um, with a, a model that can really work for us. Okay, well, thanks, Brian, for coming in. Uh, this is Damien Inwood coming to you from Cheer.fm, the voice of the Gulf Islands.